those moments where we feel remarkably unqualified, but for some strange reason, we choose to be unafraid. I'm Jessica Rowe, a film student, creative, and the host of this podcast. I don't know what I'm doing, and neither do my guests, as together we dive into conversations about boldly following our passions and kicking goals, with a focus on creativity and being a young adult in Adelaide, unqualified and unafraid embraces just going for it. Joel Dawson, tell us about a situation where you were unqualified, yet you chose to be unafraid. I feel like the way I'm living currently, I'm unqualified but unafraid, because I'm currently jobless, um, and I kind of lack a direction, but I'm always seeking and looking for that. Unqualified in adulthood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ollie Feezy, tell us about a situation where you were unqualified yet you chose to be unafraid. Um, it would have had to have been uh, examples from work. It would have had to have been uh, when a customer came in. Tell us what your job is first. My job is out of context. It might be a bit weird. I, I'm a second year apprentice butcher at the moment. This is, this is from a situation last year. Now I'm a bit more comfortable with this kind of stuff. But And a customer had come in. Uh, and we we make lamb loin rolls, stuff with like feta and mint and um, spinach and whatnot. And a customer came in and asked for one. We didn't have any. Um, and the person who normally does them wasn't there at that particular time. So I, I still said to the customer, yeah, I, I can do it because it's bad to say no to a customer. And I've watched other people do it before. Stepping very far out of my comfort zone where I'd normally go and ask somebody for help, I... You know, did it myself. I boned out the whole loin myself and stuffed it and rolled it. I felt I'd made myself, I'd given myself some independence. Mm. You know, there were people there that could have helped me, but they were busy. And you could have easily said no. I could. I, to yeah, I, yeah. And I think, I think that's good. You know, for myself because I'm not, I'm not used to stepping out of my comfort zone. I normally like gradually progress into something mm. I'm really comfortable with, but this was a really big leap for me. And, you know, it wasn't the best product, but I was still proud of how I'd managed to do it with just watching other people how to do stuff. Yeah, great job, both of you. <laughs> All of us are currently 19, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. um, and live out of home. A lot of people around our age would be considering moving out, and others also might not see the point or maybe don't understand why we are wasting all our money. So I want to start with the question, why on earth did we all move out at 19 and do you think this is a normal age, normal in like speech marks, <laughs> to do so? Well, personally, I moved out because uh, I moved out at a really dumb time during the COVID pandemic, like peak COVID pandemic. Um, I was getting a lot of hours of work. Um, you know, home life wasn't necessarily the best it could be. And I, I, I was put in a situation where I had I personally had the opportunity to be able to live out of home mm. and I thought you know I've, I've got a job I've got a car the next step I guess for myself would yeah. be living out of home which is scary it mm. was definitely scary but it, I, I reckon it's you know made me a bit of a better person because of it what about you Joe why did you move out um I felt like at this age of 19 or to 18 you just want more freedom more space to do what you want to do and not feel judged by family I guess that's why I really wanted to move out because I felt like I didn't have much privacy um, 
and I just wanted more space to myself. Since then, it's really helped me to grow as a person, I believe, because I've been having to figure things out for myself and not just rely on my parents who used to do everything for me. Yeah, totally. And do you guys think this is like the normal or expected age? Um, I, I really hate the notion of there's an expected age to be out of the house. Mm. I, I think, you know, everyone grows at a different rate. Everyone goes through different things, which, you know, lets people mature at different rates. And I think, you know, I know people who have moved out at 16 and mm. they're fine. And I know people who still live at home and they're in their 20s. Yeah. I mean, people, like, go to boarding school when they're, like, 14. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. I, I could never, like, have imagined myself doing that. Like, that yeah. seems crazy to me, but... Yeah. I feel like 19 is a pretty reasonable age to move out. Um, I think that's when people start craving more space from mm. parents. Yeah, because... To find themselves a bit more. At that point, you know, you've graduated high school. Most people, you know, are working part-time or going to mm. uni. And, you know, I feel like for a lot of people, it's like, again, that next step. Yeah. Where, you know, you kind of feel a bit more adult. Yeah. Well, do you guys feel like it's easy to forget that we are actually really young living out of home though. Because like I personally feel that I put a lot of pressure on myself to just like have everything together, know how to do everything on my own when it's like most, I would say majority of people who are 19 are still living at home. And like, I don't know, do you guys ever forget or judge yourself too harshly when really you're actually still like very young to be living out of home? Oh, most definitely. Yeah, you know. I judge myself very harshly on a lot of the decisions I make and how they could be not really good for the fact that I am out of home and I don't have much income to spare. Mm. I mean, it, it's other things like, you know, maintaining a, a property is definitely hard for, you know, someone yeah. straight out of home. Yeah, true. But I, I feel like, you know... At 19, you get a little bit of a head start to most of your peers because, you know, you make a, a lot of mistakes, right? Mm. But mistakes are only things you can learn from and grow from. Yeah. So, you know, making all these mistakes at such a young age, it, it, it's kind of good to yeah. an extent. You're going to be like the best housemate when you're 21 and everyone else is starting to move out. Yeah, yeah. You, can, <laughs> you can have a go. People will be like, oh, why are you doing that? <laughs> but in your head, you're like, oh, I, shit, I did that. <laughs> yeah. One of our friends is moving in very shortly, and we kind of—I feel like we have to show him the ropes yeah. on how to like live out of home because it is really different. Mm. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely not what I expected. Yeah, yeah absolutely. What is each of our situation? Basically, explain to people that you live together. <laughs> we live together. We live. Um, <laughs> our situation, like from the beginning, or. Just right now. Just right now. Um, I have a, like a pretty full time job. Um, you know, live out of home with Mr. Joel here. Um, <laughs> Mr. Joel. Yeah. Which, which I mean, is difficult. You know. <laughs> not me. He's a lot to handle. <laughs> uh, well, Am I difficult or? Well, to an extent, you are difficult sometimes because, and I don't mean that rudely. I mean like you know, it's. Is this a bit? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I do find it difficult living with somebody a lot of the time. Um, yeah. I'm very happy it's with you, though, over anybody else in the world. 
Oh, don't, so wholesome. Don't, you're going to kiss on podcasts. We're going to kiss on... <laughs> Fine. It's not that kind of podcast. What? What kind of podcast do you listen to? Surely there's special podcasts. Kissing podcasts. <laughs> Got off topic. I forgot the question. Oh, <laughs> uh, like what are your situations? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So basically, you guys live together. You've got another housemate moving in soon. Yeah. yeah. I'm currently not employed, but... Furiously looking for work. Furiously. It's furious, yeah. Get him every day. Aggressively. I got got home yesterday and you were on your bed. I need to look for four more jobs at the same time. What's your situation? Oh, thanks so much. Jessica Road Creator, what's your situation? (laughs) Well, I'm glad you asked Oliver. I am studying at uni and I live on campus in a little unit with two other housemates who I only just met like upon arrival at the uni. And I've been living there for two years now, well, almost two years. I'm privileged enough to get, be eligible for, like, money from the government to support me studying, especially because I'm from, like, the rural country as well. So, yeah, that's my situation. How did you guys financially prepare to move out? <laughs> financially, <laughs> financially, that's fine. Um, well, I, because, you know, I was living at home during COVID pandemic, I was getting, I was working, like, 70-hour weeks. Mm. So I was just saving a lot of money. Um, so I had like six grand when I moved in, um, nice. which wasn't smart because I didn't have a budget properly. So oh, yeah. by the end of the year, I had like no savings. But um, yeah, no, I didn't. Well, I feel like most people financially prepare and like, you know, they get everything ready. I was just kind of thrown into a situation where I was like, we can get this house, mm-hmm. but it's in like a month. Uh, do you want to do it? And I was like, okay. Um, which is a little bit dumb of me, but, you know, I just kind of got thrown in the deep end with it. I didn't financially prepare at all, because when I first moved into this house, it was actually my mum paying for the rent. Mm -hmm. So I didn't even have, like, Centrelink income back then. But, uh, yeah, since then, now I've... But you also had a job back then. Oh, no, not when I first moved in. Oh, really? Yeah, um, I got a job... Have we, like, we told you the story about how John moved in? Not really. Do you want to know? Uh, myself and my last roommate, us three were a little squad. Mm-hmm. Um, so pretty much every weekend, John would be over here sleeping in the spare room. <laughs> yeah. um, that turned into, you know, every other night. Because you in didn't have week. your own room at your parents' house. Yeah, though, um, my family just moved into another house and there wasn't enough room for me. So I Aww. had to live in a uh, lounge room which was not really good because yeah, that was like the peak of me wanting space mm, definitely and, yeah so yeah Joe was here like every other day of the week yeah. at one point I reckon he just stayed here for like two weeks yeah um, then, <laughs> oh my then, god then his mum was just like do you just want to move in and we were like yes that's an option we can let him live here <laughs> um, so we stole him away um, yeah. it, it was Adopted him. he got he got a phone call saying his mum you know offering to you know, um, help him and me and my other housemate we just kind of looked at each other and went alright well we have a trailer uh, let's go grab all this <laughs> oh stuff so that afternoon we went and grabbed all of his stuff brought yeah, it so I was so not, impulsive I was not prepared at all when, <laughs> not, not even just financially but also not, mentally yeah <laughs> not mentally it took me a while to get into the habit of things but uh, we got there I yeah. think Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Still trying to figure things out. Mm-hmm. As we were. Basically, my financial preparation was just making sure all of my s- 
Centrelink stuff was organised and making sure that I was eligible for all of that. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Um, I've obviously only lived with friends. What's it like moving into a uni campus yeah. dorm yeah, with, a bunch, with a bunch of randoms? Like, yeah, well, like, lucky for me, I actually have, like, a lot in common with my housemates. Like, we all have pretty, like... Not to get into the MBTI personality types. Oh, <laughs> but, like, it's this time of the podcast. <laughs> already. <laughs> But, like, one of my housemates is an INFJ and the other one is an INFP. I'm so an like, INFJ. Yeah, I know you are. Should we go through all our... <laughs> if, would Dawson. you like to? Joe Dawson, <laughs> ISFP, powers, strength. <laughs> Your power is strength. My power is strength. <laughs> I'm looking at his muscles right now. They're bigger than his head. Oh, my God. I don't know about put that. Those, put those things away. You got license for those? Yeah. <laughs> registered weapon <laughs> hell yeah yeah it was like really scary at the start and I was like had to like I was like socially nervous before I went downstairs like in the first week but now it's like fine and we just so lucky that we all actually really get along and do like you, do you all hang out together? we hang out like at the house but we wouldn't really we don't really go out and do anything together that often because we just hang out at home. Yeah. But also, like, one of my housemates, when it was just me and her, um, because there was a period of time where the other one was stuck overseas. Oh, right. Yeah, because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And, but um, G came to KI with me. For oh, a while. right. Yeah. Showed around KI. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, so we're definitely, like, friends, not just housemates. No, that's good. That's good. good they actually did a podcast the other day with me. So like, oh, nice. Coming pod- up. What's the podcast called? Well, I mean, it's the Have you, not got, a name? Have you not got a name yet? I don't no, know. I don't know. Pod- <laughs> oh, you did. <laughs> I follow you on Instagram. Unqualified <laughs> and unafraid. That's why I asked you the question at the start. I'm pretty afraid right now. <laughs> <laughs> afraid of my wrath. What was the toughest thing about living out of home? I, my, my answer is going to be really boring. Um, food. Like, yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Every single, when I was a kid, every single day, get home, uh, mum had made me food. Oh, mum yeah. had made me lunch. Mum had done the shopping. I knew exactly mm-hmm. what I, like, go to the pantry, there's food. Yeah. Now it's like, go to the pantry, there's a can of beans. Is <laughs> that I lunch? eat them all when I'm here. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Jess. <laughs> um, Sorry. It, <laughs> I feel like we haven't got to a point yet where we plan dinners, because every night it gets like five, six o'clock and we're like, oh. Yeah. What are we eating? And then we just walk to Coles and get something quick. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I, like, it's also where you prioritise your money. Because, like, well, I always prioritise my money for food. Mm. But then again, like, lately, my parents also just, like, whenever I see my parents, they're like, we'll take you grocery shopping. We'll take you grocery shopping. So that's pretty handy. Do you guys feel like you prioritise your money for groceries? Nope. No. Oh, yeah. right. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm so dumb with spending money on groceries. Oh, I'm not. Well, because my diet is awful. Oh. I mean, I, I'm, I'm really bad because I could, you know, get a loaf of bread and just make sandwiches for work. But every day I, like, walk to food and spend, like, eight bucks and lunch. Oh. When I could spend, you know, five bucks for the week on food. Yeah. yeah. And it's... And I feel like a lot of the time food for myself is like a luxury like oh I'll get this because you know I deserve this yeah um, oh okay you know and I it's bad but I kind of prioritise you know oh 
how many drinks can I get with my pay this week? Yeah. Like, when I go out of town, you know, oh, I need another pouch of tobacco. Like, it, it's really dumb. But, and, you know, I probably should organise. But I guess at some point, maybe you'll just get so sick of, like, not having any food that you'll just be like, that's it. Yeah. You yeah. have to just pay for groceries. Yeah. I mean, I We know. used to. Um, we used to go to... when Back when I had a job, we both used to do a lot of grocery shopping. We'd we do, like, a weekly Addy shop and we'd spend... 60 bucks a week yeah and that, that was good, good. that would set Either us up yeah that's good that would set us up for dinner every night like, like we'd walk yeah. through and we'd go okay we'll have this Monday this Tuesday yeah we actually have a plan what's something that you wish someone warned you about before moving out would you say that food, that? <laughs> food. yeah I do because like every night um, when I was a teenager I'd be like oh mum what are we doing for tea she's like I haven't even thought about anything yet I oh She's like always trying to plan what we're trying to eat, and I was yeah. always like, "This isn't hard." Like, yeah, I, I never, never understood. Never that. took oh. it in until now. <laughs> I would say the hardest part for me is like very different. What's it's um when it gets to night time, and like that's the time that I would usually go out and like hang out with my family, watch TV, like have dinner together. But now you like knock off whatever you're doing, you get home, and you're just like, "It's just me." I mean, I can't relate to that because yeah. Joel and I are like tight. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's do a handshake. Yeah, you like, guys are like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you guys kind of have a brotherly, a brotherly relationship. Because I'm so close to my family, it's like no one would really ever equate to that. Yeah. So, like, that's something that I really... I guess I, I, there's nothing really you can do about it. So if someone warned me about it, I don't know whether that would really have helped. Mm, yeah. But maybe I would have been, like, more likely to move in with people who I've known for, like, ages or something. But, like, I don't know. There, there, there is a problem with moving with people you've known for ages. So, like... Yeah. Um, my, our first housemate, um, very good friend of ours, since living with them, kind of realised there's a lot of qualities of their personality I didn't particularly agree with him. didn't really have an insight into that part of him. Mm-hmm. And Ollie and I have grown so close that we can tolerate each other in all our moods or we know what to do when we're in, like, any of our moods, like, yeah. give each other space or talk to each other and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, most people I'm like, personally, I'm not very good with confrontation. Joel, though, I can kind of go, yo, what's up? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's very easy because it feels like we have a, you know, bond. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That's cool. It's more like the routine that I miss. Just the ability to go out and just hang out with your family, like debrief. Like you come home and to people who like you know that they love you. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. is like the thing. You don't really have to overthink. Like, oh, is this person in a mood where they're not gonna appreciate? Yeah. Me or it's just like you come home and you know that you're like really good friends, but like you don't love me like my mum loves me. Like, (laughs) it's just a different experience. But how has it given you guys more freedom to be out of home? I feel like I've definitely come into myself a lot more because I grew up in a household which was very... The people in my family had expectations and whatnot and kind of had this ideal image of me which I tried to fit into. Mm -hmm. And since moving out of home, I feel like I've come into myself a lot more and I'm a lot Mm -hmm. more comfortable with how I look, how I talk everything about myself I don't really have to worry about how people are receiving me in my own household yeah that's good yeah it's really good what about you yeah I'll 
it was pretty much gonna say the exact same thing. We're just the same person. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I felt like I could just experiment with myself more and not feel like being like I'll be judged, um, and just try new things out and just have space yeah. to myself. Definitely. And on the topic of family, how has moving out changed the relationships with your family? Hmm. Honestly, I think it's made, well, with my mum, I think it's made it stronger, if anything. So I think we both needed space for our relationship to kind of grow more. And yeah, so that's Hmm. that's what's... That's awesome. I feel like... I I've def my relationship with my parents has definitely grown because now I can kind of take a step back. Not necessarily all their bad qualities and all their good qualities, but I can kind of have a, have a look and go, "All right, you aren't the perfect people I had in my head." Yeah, yeah. You all do all this bad stuff and all this, you know. You do some good stuff, but like, I can kind of. It's easier to acknowledge all the bad stuff they're doing because yeah. I'm not caught know. up in like the emotion of like being in it. Exactly. Like in the house, yeah. Exactly. Um, are we just talking about? Are we talking about family in general or just parents? Family in general. I, I, guess? F- I feel like my relationship with my sister has grown a lot because um, you know before we were on each other's backs mm. constantly because you know because my parents are divorced whenever we'd move between houses she'd be the only she'd be the same oh, consistent yeah, yeah. thing at either place. Mm. Um, but now since you know we see each other maybe once a week or call each other occasionally. Like our relationship's grown a lot more, we can be a lot more honest with each other, and a lot more. As an older brother, I feel like I have to protect her to a certain extent and help her with you know life lessons. Mm. But she's also doing the same for me. You mm. know, um, she's gone through a lot of the stuff that I went through when I was her age, and it's kind of given me a bit of a perspective now. Mm. Which you know, I can help with her, but I can also help deal with stuff myself. Yeah, definitely. I don't know if it's really changed my relationship with my parents. But I'd probably say there's a bit of that, what you just said as well, like stepping back and like actually seeing the family dynamics without you like being in it. Yeah. Like you're like, oh, and I lately I've been thinking, like realizing how alike I am to my parents as well. Mm-hmm. Like seeing, stepping back and seeing how they interact and I'm like, oh wow, I've definitely got that trait and that trait. <laughs> yeah. I would say the only thing that's changed in my relationship would be like, I feel like I annoy my mum by, like, calling her every day. And I also only really call her, like, when something bad is happening. So I kind of feel like that's kind of sad because mum just always gets my sob stories. Because, like, when I'm having a really great time or really happy, I'm not going to be like, Mum, guess what? I'm really happy. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it'd be a lot harder for you as well because they're in Kangaroo Island still, aren't they? Well, they're mostly in Yankalilla, but they they go back and forth. Yeah, because, you know, both... Joel's mum is 10 minutes away. Mm. My parents are both 15 minutes yeah. away. Yeah. You know, it, it'd be different to that than you know, however many hours it is there. True. Away. Yeah. I'm kind of thinking now that... Maybe when I finish uni, I'd actually want to live a bit closer. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, I don't know, I really cherish, like, my relationship with my mum and dad and sister. So, like, I used to kind of have a bad perception of, like, oh, if you, like, live close to your parents, like, you're not really moving forward, blah, blah, blah. That's, like, society, I guess. Mm. Expectation. But I'm like, well, I like my family, so why wouldn't I want to be close to them? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But how has living out of home, this is a big one, 
affected your mental health? Like the pros and the cons. Ooh, that's the I'm big, gonna have ooh. to think about that. That's, <laughs> a, that's a big one for me. I'll talk and give you time. Yeah, yeah, go on. Um, <laughs> God, we're about to get real deep. Before I moved out, I was in like a terrible headspace. You know, mental health problems running genetic in my family. So I was, and I wasn't getting the help I needed at the time. Um, so it it was. As soon as I moved out, it was like, oh shit, I feel so much better. You know, that's like a weight off my shoulders. Because wow. um, one, it was it was stuff, I, I don't have to worry about all that stuff anymore. Two, I don't have to be in this toxic environment anymore. Mm. Um, so it was, it, for me, it was relieving. Yeah. You know? Like, um, I feel like that's so good because a lot of times you can be like, just feel like there's a massive like a massive problem with you when really your environment is like really contributing to how you feel. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, at the moment, you know, my mental health hasn't been the best and I keep blaming myself for it, but I know it's like the situation, just the situation that I'm in, which I'm going to eventually get out of. Like, it's just a matter of time, you know, and it, it's, it's really hard when you're in a situation like that to keep telling yourself, no, this isn't me, this is yeah the situation, the context that I'm in, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> what, what about yourself? I feel like the way that I view my mental health has, like, really changed be- since moving out because when I was younger, I had this realisation the other day, like, when I was younger, I feel like when I got upset, like, I had my family around to, like, take me out of it. Mm-hmm. I feel like I find it really hard. Like this is kind of like sounds like a baby term, but like I find it really hard to self soothe sometimes. Like so, I'll be sad, and when I feel like I might have been sad for like half an hour at home, but then my family would have taken me out of it. But yeah. now when it's just me and I have to pull myself out of it, like I might be sad for like three hours now. Oh, it's definitely hard because when you're with your own thoughts, when there aren't distractions, you know you. A lot of the time, I know people and myself spiral. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And when you have someone there to kind of pull you out of it, even if, you know, they can't directly help, it it kind of gives you a different perspective when somebody yeah. else is there. You know? Yeah. That, that's why I feel like isolation is so bad, because the longer you're by yourself, the more you're going to get in your own head. Definitely. And but the harder it gets to pull yourself. unisolate yourself, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, as well, like, the big thing that's definitely affected my mental health is, like, at the start, it was good because I was enjoying, like, all the great things about being out of home. Just, like, building independence, like, have, making my own little routines and everything. But, like, as I've gone on longer living at the uni, I found it pretty difficult just because, like, I don't have a backyard and going outside is, like, really important to me. As soon as I step outside, I'm in, like, the public domain. Like, there's no outdoor area that I can just sit and not be perceived. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, like, harder to get myself to go outside. Um, so I feel like that's kind of a big thing that has made it harder to, like, pull myself out of feeling negative feelings. I guess it feels, like, kind of lonely sometimes. That's That hasn't helped. Just the self-soothing and everything, it's, like... Oh, sometimes I just feel so tired, like, of having to, like, always pull myself out of my own moods. Yeah. But I think it's, like, really good to learn that, though. You you definitely want to have that skill by the time you're, like, a, 
like a full-fledged adult. Yeah, I reckon... I mean, I'm personally of the, the kind of mindset of by the time I want to have children, I want to be in control of my own mental state. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think my mental health issues will ever go away, but I want to be at a point where I can know how to pull myself out of it and yeah. how to control it. And, like, get just getting to the point where, like, I think I heard it somewhere. It's like you're always going to experience being uncomfortable in life. But like kind of getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that's like it's a, hard a skill. To learn. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about you, Joe? How has it affected your mental health? Like the pros and the cons? Um, definitely a lot of both, like both pros and cons. When similar to Ollie, I um I really wasn't in a good headspace when I did move out. Um because I didn't have any privacy or any space and that was just life was just dull like living mm. in the lounge room and um so that really got to me but um yeah moving out and spending time with like two of my buddies um was really good for it but there's still moments I were like because I'm home alone a lot that's mm. when it gets pretty bad like I would get pretty upset or sad but um I've been working towards um like improving with that like setting myself tasks every day Mm -hmm. um keeping myself busy all the time like distractions but um overall I think moving out has actually more improved than anything because I feel like if I didn't move out then I'll still have those lonely moments with my parents so Yeah, I think it's changed it for the better. And, like, having a job will also, like, help with that so much. Yeah, absolutely. You won't feel, like, as lonely because you'll be out and about. Yeah, and I'll have some form of direction. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. It's just like what we were saying before, like, sometimes it's just about, like, changing the environment. But that's not to say that, like, changing your environment solves everything. Yeah, because, like... That's an illusion that a lot of people get into. It's like, yeah. that's those are the people who constantly change, like, their aesthetic, change their, like, location of living because it's like, there's a pattern. It's like... Yeah. I mean, I feel like... It's kind of just running away from the problem instead of confronting mm. it. Yeah, I mean, it might... You know, I kind of like the saying of two steps forward, one step back. You know, hey, you know, you might fix one or two problems, but you still... Yeah, you have to... There's still going to be yeah. problems there. Yeah. yeah. What advice would you give to others who are thinking of moving out and maybe how to combat the issues that we kind of just brought up? Um, prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. <laughs> it's, I'm not just talking about, you know, um, making sure your phone is trying, making sure you got like, mentally prepare yourself. Yeah. Because it is definitely... It's... You're jumping into adulthood from yeah. like... Yeah, whole life is changing. <laughs> oh, yeah, it, it's it's massive. It's, um, you're going straight from, you know, people, I don't really think people who live at home understand this statement, but everything is handed to you. you know, yeah. When you move out of home. I mean, unless you live in like a really, really terrible situation. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. yeah. Um, unless, you know, terrible household and whatnot. But to an extent, you know, you've got a roof over your head, blah, 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 all mm. that. Bills um, get paid for yeah. usually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some people pay for board and stuff, but yeah. still. But it is definitely like mentally prepare yourself is my biggest, my biggest thing. Because yeah. if if you're not mentally ready for it, then 
don't don't do it or yeah, just yeah. wait a little I bit. I think that's more important than financially preparing. Also, just like knowing that just because you move out doesn't mean that you have to like stay there forever. Like, well, yeah. if your parents are like willing to house you, like my parents are always like, Jess, you know you can just come home like if you want to. And I'm always like, oh yeah. It's like I have this weird thing in my head where it's like, because I'm out, I feel like I can never go back. Yeah. Like, because that would be like a backwards step. But like, actually, nothing is permanent. But I feel like to a certain extent, it's good to have the mindset of not having a safety net because it makes makes you think about your decisions a lot more and stuff. Yeah, it definitely like makes you push yourself. Yeah. Because if if I... more cautious. If I knew I had a safety net all the time, I knew, oh, I can always do, do this... I don't think I'd push myself or like I'd be smart about my decisions because yeah. I'd always be like oh well I can just fall back on that yeah you know I get but what you mean yeah that's just me personally though. Yeah. I don't know if it's safe no but like I get what you mean because there has been times where I'm like oh should I buy this whatever should I like order this Uber blah 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 and then I'm like oh I know that my parents will probably pay for my groceries this week so I'll pay for this Uber so I do make decisions based on having a safety net in yeah. that way. I would say my advice for like not having like your family to see at night would just be to like call them a lot and um, also just have like a make your own routine so you're not just kind of wandering around like yeah. not knowing I, what to do with yourself. I think it's important to keep in contact with people because I found myself kind of disconnecting from a lot of people when moving out. Mm. Um, but I found recently that um, keeping those connections and um, even if that's just calling family or talking to them more often than you think you should, it's always good to have that connection. Yeah. Joel, you kind of talked about this just before, but what is the importance of your own space in your life? I think it's super important. Um, I feel like if someone doesn't have their own space, then I don't really think like how are they supposed to really find themselves yeah um if you always have pressure or like worries of what others are thinking of you then i don't think you'll be able to grow as much as if you had heaps of space definitely what are your personal requirements for your space to be a healthy place well what are you gonna say I was gonna say horrible. If I have cigarettes, and I'm very happy. Um, oh god! Addict. Um, uh, being able to have four balls, which I can actually yeah. do if I need. And no yeah. one else. Yeah. Yeah. As bad as there's internet, like mm. being able to access the world is yeah. definitely like something I need. Yeah. yeah. It's so weird to me that people used to like. Not have the internet. Yeah, <laughs> but it's oh, like a bunch of Gen Zers talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but like seriously, like I would be so nervous, just like way more anxious everywhere. I'd be scared <laughs> to leave the house. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then like boomers are right, you know. It is kind of pathetic that we have to that we're in a situation. We live like that. Because we've just grown up like that. Like, we yeah. don't know any different, really. Exactly. And, like... We can't help it. I, I mean, <laughs> if, if, if someone... If I was forced on a desert island with no internet for, like, a month, sure, I could do that. But it's just, like, going around into my day. I would go life. crazy. I'd make, like, a Wilson ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, internet, I guess. But, but, um... Just having space, I guess, is important for me. Um, 
as an introvert, I get really tired and burnt out if I don't have my own space every once in a while. What about like superficial things? My guitar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I should, like my, my computer. Yeah, my 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 phone. Your burrito blanket. My burrito blanket. <laughs> my burger pillow. I feel like stressed if I go into my room and I see there's like mess. Like mm. I really feel like if my room is like the way I want it, it's like a calming space. So how has living together affected your friendship? Oh, it's brought it to a whole nother level. Oh, it's it's made our friendship just It's the more best. than a friendship. No. <laughs> yeah, I know, I do feel like it's more of a friend more than a friendship, you know? Yeah. Like before, you know, Joel I was Really good mate. You know, she on weekends we go out clubbing and whatnot. Now it's like clubbing, clubbing, shots. shots. <laughs> now it's like this is my favourite person. Oh, <laughs> you guys! Shut up. Wait, don't really have much to add to that. I was gonna pretty much say the exact same thing. Well, why couldn't have you said it to me? Nice. <laughs> I don't have anything to say. Uh, I got nothing to say. I got nothing to say. Do you guys do a lot of like debriefing? Like, because obviously you guys would go and do a lot of stuff together outside the house and, like, socialise. Do you guys feel like when you come home, you just kind of, like, talk about what happened and, like, bitch about oh, yeah. everyone? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, we'll, be, we'll go out to town the night before and we'll, like, sometimes we give each other this look, which is, like, I can't wait to tell you about this in the And in the morning we'll be like, did you hear what Ryan said? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Ryan. <Love> <laughs> I feel like debriefing is like my favourite part about having friends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like so I important to me. I hate it when you like try and debrief with someone and they're like, yeah, I guess so. It's is like, it, oh, like we can't be friends. <laughs> it's the exact same feeling I get when you watch a movie with a friend and then you talk about it afterwards yeah. and it just feels really good. Oh, Especially yeah. if it's a good movie. Like that movie we watched the other night, we just kind of like, oh, remember that bit? That yeah. Bit? Yeah, it's like that. Yeah. It's a good feeling. Yeah. Like, when someone just can't do that with you, it's, like, bad yeah. vibes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> It's like, what do you think about? <laughs> yeah. You live in the moment? What? Yeah. How do you do that? <laughs> How can you just think about everything that's your head at? <laughs> um, so what have you guys learned while living here about what you want your lifestyle to be like in the future? Like, have you experienced anything here where it's like, okay, I definitely know that I want to avoid this, like, moving on or something where it's like this is what I need in my life I want to be healthier I want to have a more clean environment and I guess I've really I've figured that out about myself mm -hmm. um, just being more tidy in general I was kind of in the mindset before that I was like as long as I have four walls and water and food I can kind of just live anywhere and now it's like well Actually, I want like a bat a patio and like <laughs> yeah. you know, this and yeah. this and this. And it's like I've gotten fussier as the longer I stay here. Yeah, there's like I feel like I have more requirements of like mm -hmm. what I want. Yeah, you know, I know more Lots. of what I want now. Like I yeah. have more tunnel vision before it was kind of like this broad. Yeah, I try. I give anything go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the next house I look for, I know exactly yeah. what I'm looking yeah. for. Yeah, that's the same with me. I feel like I really realize like what I need like in life. Like I need a bloody garden. Like a private garden, like yeah, no one else is there. And also, like my room is like a shoebox, and like I need a bigger room because, like, when I'm having a panic attack, it's not great yeah, <laughs> to be yeah. like in yeah. a tiny little room with no backyard. So it's like, <laughs> if I'm like panic, I have to just like sit outside where everyone can 
see me but it's good to like learn those things and now like when you guys and when i look for yes. like other houses like you have your non-negotiables yeah it's good to learn these things about yourself so here's the final question when you guys are slightly more qualified and completely unafraid what will the lives of joe and ollie look like <sighs> um we'll, we'll be married <laughs> <laughs> i mean like i was thinking more individually Oh, well, I don't ever want to leave Joe. Oh. <laughs> um, oh, jeez. That might be an issue. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, we're going to have bunk beds for the rest of our lives. Oh, oh so, okay. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be like a or There'll be a third bunk bed. <laughs> yeah. No, we'll just do a different... No, um... But, um I don't know, because... I don't know if I want to... My career path, necessarily. I don't know if I want to continue that mm. forever. You know, by the time I'm like, when I see myself as, you know, stable and whatnot, you know, good income, good house, blah, 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 whatever. I kind of want Joel to be there. Aw, that's so <laughs> nice. <laughs> and um, I, I see myself as, you know, working, doing something that's helping the world. Mm. Um, Such an INFJ. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> um, living somewhere that's somewhat nice, somewhere I feel comfortable, mm. um, you know, area I feel comfortable with. who knows in four or five years you know I could be living in Mexico or something like I yeah. don't know where I'll be and yeah you mindset, don't know what you want then yeah exactly. like what I want now well yeah. what I wanted five years ago is different to what yeah I want like now. imagine if you were just living the life you wanted five years ago well I really do see myself working um for the community in some way Mm-hmm. With that being like an ENTP or whatever, yeah. <laughs> I get it right. ISFP. Oh, yeah, oh ISFP God. is like volunteer. Yeah, kind of guy. <laughs> like I just want to be contributing to something, um, and I guess I got that a lot from my mom because my mom works in homelessness and like she stands up for a lot of stuff that I stand up for, and I just I want to follow that path as well. So that's where I want to see myself. I want to have more plants. <laughs> we need we need loads more. I want like yeah. vines. Oh, yeah. everyone goes stream Gaslight by Cinderbot on Gas- Spotify. It's, it's a good song. It's a very good bass song. line's really cool. Also listen to Keel. 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 <laughs> it's really cool. Also listen to Juice Boys on SoundCloud. Oh, yeah, look God. up Juice Boys. Do you guys want to shout out your Instagrams? Ollie Ollie Didi. Okay. Ollie. You just got. <laughs> you just got Ollie. Mine's like J O L E E E E underscore D. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your mates. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please give it a rating and a review. And for updates, follow at you and you underscore podcast on Instagram. And thanks for listening. And thanks, you guys, for being on the podcast. Thanks, thanks for inviting us. Thanks for having us. Can you get out of our house now? I'm just because I'm creative and I'm going to talk about sorry. creative media student and host of this podcast <laughs> the government are out to get us I don't care about the IRS they're a place where the pigeons live I will not stop evading taxes like mould everywhere ew moss on the wall I want the walls to be damp yeah just uh, you pull out that. like a handful of worms. Dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyone who doesn't have a visual on what we look like, he looks like um Paulie D. Paulie from Jer- she looks like shot. no, Joe looks like Justin Trudeau, Canadian president, and Ollie looks like Spider from Train Spotting. <laughs> <laughs>
The blonde guy from Breakfast Club. Oh my god, <laughs> everybody <laughs> says that! <laughs> but goth. 